Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. We're the podcast for parents with young children, and we know that life with kids is messy, but we're here to celebrate those messes, from spilled milk to emotions spilling out of little volcanoes. And you know what? We really believe in you. You got this, and you're not alone. I just want you to know a little something about your host. Karen Deerwester is an educator, author, and all-in cheerleader for kids being kids. Karen has been a corporate spokesperson as well as a reasonable and reliable voice for kids and parents in print and on TV on NBC, MSNBC, NPR, Parents Magazine, and many more. Best of all, Karen leads the parent-child classes right here at B'nai Torah Congregation of Boca Raton, Florida. Get ready for some fun, a ton of encouragement, and maybe a little inspiration. Today's podcast is Feeding Your Family Can Be Fun. I know, I know, cooking for kids is exhausting and frustrating and sometimes just boring. But I have two foodie moms here at the square table with me who get excited about cooking for their kids, and they are never too tired, too frustrated, or too bored. Okay, okay, maybe that's an exaggeration. But I have Lauren Carey, mom chef extraordinaire, and Nancy Howard, mom of two who still enjoys cooking for her boys. I'm excited to hear their ideas, recipes, and mealtime tips to make mealtime just a little happier out there in your homes. Welcome Lauren and Nancy. And I know we started this discussion in your toddler class, so I know that you are honest and realistic about managing mealtime stress. Lauren, tell us how old your son is and how your cooking has changed since having your son come into the picture. (laughs) Well, what hasn't changed, right? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. Um, So my son's name is Dylan. He is 19 and a half months. So our mealtime has been, you know, is a roller coaster. Um, I'm very lucky. He seems to be a really good eater. You've seen how big he is. Um, you know, obviously cooking changed a lot. I mean, when we first introduced solid foods, I did try to make a lot of the baby food myself and I would taste test everything. I mean, I taste test as medicine because I think it's important to know what they're tasting and what it, what it, what it truly tastes like. Um, you know, and then I think as some of that energy wore off, I did start buying some of the pre-made stuff. And then I would want to taste the difference, you know, and sometimes their stuff tasted a little better. And uh-huh. I would tweak my my recipes for the baby food. And sometimes the, the fresh homemade stuff was just better. And I would try to figure out my ways to package it or freeze it or bring it on the go. But as, as his teeth started coming in and we started introducing more real food, I mean, now we're obviously at a stage where... He eats what we eat. And I I really try to take that philosophy that he is capable of eating what we eat. He does not have to get categorized um, as a child who only eats kid food. Right. That it's there's more than just chicken tenders and french fries and mac and cheese out there. Now, that said, he loves those foods. Mm -hmm. I do let him have them. I don't deny him of that, Mm -hmm. especially if my husband and I are eating that also. Right, right. Um, But I... I do try to also have some ways of sneaking nutrients in if it's something I can't get him to eat. And there's some fun little things I hope we, we talk We're about. We're going to come back yeah. to all of your tips yeah. and all of your experience because you're living it. But I want it, what I want everyone to hear as we begin this is when you love food, when you have this 
appreciation and respect for food and palate. You can already hear that Lauren is, she has to taste it because that's part of the experience. Absolutely. You know, and how many people out there are cooking and never taste what, what those recipes are all about? And so it starts with a very sensory experience, I think, for the people that are preparing the food as much as for the people who be eating the food. So Absolutely. That's a lesson that I learned in culinary school. I mean, the, the acronym is T-A-S-T. It's taste, adjust, season, and taste, which is taste again. Yeah. Taste it after yeah. you've yeah. adjusted it. So tasting is the first and foremost biggest marker of you know in, what in it is. Initially, okay. How, however, in, I feel okay. I feel like that with my 15 month old Shane, but I have a two year old Reed, and also thank you for having. We're this is very exciting. Um, but what I've noticed now with actually my older one just turned three last week. Now it's about presentation uh-huh. because before he would eat a piece of salmon or you know vegetables and now it's like no 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 because they're it's but if you put it like in a taco or you make a quiche out of it or you you make and there's easy ways of doing all this this sounds like it's difficult but we're you know I love it I love I mean we're going right to and I'm dreading that change because I've heard that happen (laughs) well it's also you know it's easy to do things when they're younger because it's all about I feel like it's about taste when they're younger But when they get older, they're expo- They're around other kids. They're seeing what other kids are eating. They're at birthday parties where it's pizza and cake every single birthday party. Right. And it's really difficult to kind of, you know, incorporate different foods. And I think it's, I think it's very important to have a variety. Yeah. And we never do the same thing, you know, the, even the same fruit twice in the same day. I mean, that's what we do. I try to not do that also. Sometimes it's hard, but I really do try to do the same thing. Like if you had a banana for breakfast, right. this afternoon is an orange or exactly. whatever it is. Yeah. Exactly. But and so what I love, and then I want to come back to what your go-to meals are and what's really working for you or had worked for you and then changed. But what I also want to pull from Nancy's point is the idea of presentation. So when you said that, I thought, oh, she's like doing drizzles around her plate. <laughs> no, I'm not at all. I, but, I was like, but, let me throw it in a, in a tortilla shell on the pan in five minutes and put some cheese on it. And but it's what like, I, wow, yes. yum, this is so good. Right, so what you're doing is you're thinking of it the way your children will think of right. it. And that's the ultimate connection is... Everybody likes stuff in tacos. And, and as, as your sons get older and older, it's like they're going to make their own tacos. And they're going to they're gonna say, well, you know, how about if we put salsa on this and let's put a little bit of mango something on. You know, like they Unless will get... like, in, I don't want that salsa. <laughs> they, might, they might get creative. But, I mean, my tip is always, you know, if you have a toddler, they need power and control. So get them dipping. Get them... Oh, ab- that is... Dipping is a huge thing for me. Yeah. yeah Sorry. Actually, you made a good point with the vegetables. Mm-hmm. With the, with I have, them. we do, Dylan's not a huge talker yet, but when he goes, he goes, but like, what does he say? He goes, pa, 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 is dip, dip, dip. <laughs> and that's because I always say dip, dip, dip. And I give him, but like, I was telling Nancy, how did I get him to start eating um, like hummus? Not, dip, not dipping like a cracker. And not always having a cracker, like a packaged good. I buy the baby carrots uh-huh. and I boil yeah. them. So they're they're soft, but they still hold their shape. And he takes it, dips it. Like, I take my raw carrot, I dip it in the hummus, and he copies me with his 
boiled carrot and then he can bite it easily. And now we're both basically eating the same thing because they love mimicking still at this yeah, age. Yeah, they do. They, and they, they, and when, they're two, when they're two and three, they do too because they almost, if you have the same thing, they want yours and not theirs. Right. Even if it's the same exact food. That's what, I mean, that's how Reed is. And that's, and that's the other point that I wanted to make when you were doing your intro, Nancy, is by talking about what you see at birthday parties, by now talking about how they're imitating you, and you know this from, from culinary school, but eating is social. You know? Totally. So it this is. idea, it's, a, it's about sharing an experience. It's, and, but we forget that for our kids. It's like all of a sudden it's this thing I have to do for you and to you. And we take away their power rather right. than including them in this experience that can be really fun. Well, with that said, though, like I, we were talking about this if, if you're not eating it, you can't really expect them to eat it either. Totally. You can't be like, you're eating mac and cheese, and then you want them to eat, like, you know, grilled chicken. Broccoli or something. You, you know, yeah. like, and, and honestly, everybody thinks it's easier to just do that. But in the end, when they get older, it's actually easier to just make. Because, I mean, I work, and I'm, you know where I'm up late and I still go to the gym and do everything. And I mean, I'm not cooking four meals. Right. I'm making, you know, I, I meal, I meal prep and that's another conversation, but, um, I'm not gonna, you know, we're all going to eat the same thing. Right. The baby, right. the three-year-old, my husband and I, you know, and we'll I'll put a couple things on the table, but we're all going to eat the same thing. And later on, you know, I can't tell you how many of moms tell me oh I had to make four dinners for so and so oh, I, I and won't I, I won't do it I mean and I, I know this is tough love but like if he if they don't eat what's in front of them they're not eating I don't give them okay then I'm going to give you this and then I'm going to give you a yogurt and so what do you say like this is this is your food and a lot of times you know if my husband's out of town and I'm with the both of them like well Shane Shane's eating now Shane's hungry and my my three-year-old is like I'm not hungry now I'm like, okay, well, do you want to sit with us? I think Batman's going to sit with us. Like, maybe we can all sit together. And then he's like, then he eventually sits on the chair. He's like, I don't want that. Right. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You know, and then, then I'm like, well, mm, this is good. I like it. And then eventually he will eat. And But there's times that, you know, he doesn't. And I'm not going to blame the aftercare 4 o'clock snack or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, sure. I mean, if he has, like, 500 gram crackers at the snack. But that's you know. a really good tip yeah. for people who are struggling with mealtimes is because people want to get something in their children, we've got these convenience foods. And you even had like a, a question about, do, can I find something besides crackers to dip in hummus? Totally. The bottom line is you can make healthier right. choices, but if you're filling them up on those garbage calories, right. they aren't going to be hungry. And so... I prefer not framing it as tough love. I prefer as framing it as I'll respect your choice. You decide when you want to eat and when you don't want to eat, but this is what mommy's made. Right. So, And if you want to choose something tomorrow, pick your favorite dish. I'll be happy to make something you like, but not tonight because this is what and we're having tonight. Sometimes I give them an option. I'll be like, if you know, do you want this? Well, you know, I also have this, but... You know, it's but it's not like I'm not going to be a personal okay. chef. Well, and that's you the know, interesting for totally every night. You right. know, I don't have time for that. Right. But that's right. the interesting thing with the I think just even that little bit of age difference. Like Dylan is still too young to tell me tonight I want the ravioli or tonight right. you know or tonight I want the salmon. Like so I'm I'm just varying up his meals because I want to. And some days he's 
no complaints, easy peasy, and we go on with our meal. And some nights are like, he a looks down, less. and I, if I could see the thought bubble, it would be saying, I don't want this. Yes. <laughs> right, right. And, and you do you struggle, maybe it's just this age because he still can't communicate as well, but I do struggle with the notion that I really firmly want to be the mom that only makes one meal for everybody, but feeling bad for him at 5 o'clock if that's really not what he wants. No, and they're not. So what do you do? I will first try a diversionary tactic, either a book or a song or last case and don't judge. I'll do like a baby Einstein video (laughs) on the computer. But if I can get something that diverts his attention where now he's at least not whining and pushing the food away and I can like sneak it in his mouth. And then eventually he starts to realize, oh, I do like this. It's like he remembers. Because I'll tell myself, you ate this whole thing last week, the exact same thing. Yeah, but they go through phases. They they go go through through phases. phases. Or the snack was different or whatever. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, maybe he's just not hungry. And sometimes I'm like, maybe he just really doesn't like this. You know, I mean, right, like trying to figure out his own actual taste buds. Right, right. But I think it's important to introduce it to them, especially at an early age. Because what happens is that I've noticed, and I mean, I'm no expert expert in this at all but because a lot of our friends have I'm always the the oldest one with the youngest kids <laughs> so I've seen kids grow up and what what happens is that the pyramid of food gets smaller and smaller and smaller right. and then they're six seven eight years old and they only eat three foods and you do you and see it all the time so I feel like if you introduce like this like you have the power now I feel like right. when they're younger because it's all about taste and you can incorporate you know spices you know so tell me about spices i was gonna say this is a great this is a great segue into variety and what it means to introduce new foods and what your approach is i know i have a little bit of an approach about it okay um yeah so go ahead well i i try to abide a little bit at least by the like the colors that your plate should be colorful yeah absolutely you know so that there should be you might not have every color on every plate, um, but I at least there should something something green, something red. You have blue, you have yellow. It you shouldn't have, be all like bright orange and beige, or it know? shouldn't all be brown, right? Like right. it's with with one little thing of bright red liquid, which we all know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm not opposed right. to ketchup. No, I no, will I'm not either, but I I try. But to limit I try it. to limit it. Um, and but we that's, went through a burger phase too. Oh, we did. We <laughs> went through a burger phase, but I'm like, all right, turkey burgers. Black bean burgers, veggie burgers, you know, like there's... Oh, you're creative. Well, because well, I'm it's a meatball whole, person, it, it's, but it's a, same, but it's it's a like, similar idea. But it's like that thing. That's why I'm like, oh, if he can pick it up, it's like the panini or the taco. And it, it sounds um, complicated, but it's really not. No, it's really not. They, that's my thing is it's meatballs. E- it's easy. Okay, so my, tell us about your meatballs. My go-to, my go-to thing is meatballs. So I think it's the best way to introduce different meats, different protein types, Mm -hmm. um, introduce different flavor profiles. You know, I do Asian flavored meatballs. I do Italian meatballs. I do. meatballs sound great. They're, they're delicious, honestly. And I may start a food service here. I I keep thinking about it. It's hard to, I just, well, let me, we'll we'll get there. (laughs) I don't want to cook for more. So meatballs. So flavors and you know it's a great vehicle for any sort of food allergy so if you have a gluten-free child there's a zillion my favorite substitution is pureed um, instant oatmeal for the breadcrumbs and then you can season it however you want I use ginger garlic you know 
parsley, basil, oregano. I'm not. I mean, I but use you are soy not sauce. shy about putting no, flavors and I in use foods. I use. Um, I'll add milk to my meatballs. So if you have a dairy free, you can use a pea protein milk. You can mm-hmm. use coconut milk. You can use almond milk. Like there's so many varieties and the ways to sneak in vegetables. You could puree some vegetables with the egg if you needed to, like steamed vegetables to hide vegetables. I don't I try not to hide the vegetables. I like him to see them and know what they are. But if you're struggling to get in nutrients, it's an amazing vehicle and eventually you are sneaking in flavor. You, you, yeah. You're changing his so, palate. Totally. You know, there's so that's my favorite thing. I generally always have bags full of frozen and then I freeze them. I make a pound or two pounds and then you let them cool completely and I will freeze two or however what whatever their portion size is, two or three meatballs. I freeze them in individual Ziploc bags, put them in a bigger bag, label the date, write what they are, and then that's my meal preparation. I like, used to do that with the baby food. I love it. I don't I do it with it. the vegetables so much. I like to keep those more fresh mm-hmm. and in the fridge. They last for a week. Mm-hmm. But but the meatballs and the meat I'm like you know, spend the time rolling the balls. I bake them in the oven, you, and then you're done. You don't have to do it again right, for right. another, you know, two weeks. Love it. Yeah, so. see, see, what I do is I kind of, and the, I feel like a lot of mothers struggle with the whole vegetable thing. Totally. So I always, and it takes just a little bit of effort but with a meal prep, but it makes the rest of your week so much easier. Yep. I always try to have, like, spinach made, caramelized onions made, and like like a rice, but I, and I flavor them. I try to make them a different flavor. I sometimes I get lazy. I just do the everyday season. We all season do. And you flavor them. I do. I, it depends. Sometimes I have like gar- like garlic that I had like you know cooked already with oil, and I like keep it in the refrigerator. And I just do like maybe like like a garlic lemon one, or sometimes I'll do like just like everyday seasoning from Trader Joe's. Sometimes I'll do like. You know, like an Asian flair. Mm-hmm. Like she introduced me to the coconut aminos. I used to use favorite liquid product amino. in the world. What is it? Coconut, coconut aminos. aminos. It's no like idea. a soy sauce alternative. I used to use the liquid aminos, but it's like just a little bit like of a weird. The bitter. liquid aminos always had an aftertaste, and it's a and it's a. It's a soy sauce substitute. It's a, soy sauce? It's a little bit less sodium, but it's like natural. It's it's good, right. and soy it's a spray, so it's easy. <laughs> Spray, spray, I'm spray. So Your impressed. coconut I aminos mean, are a spray. No, no, my liquid aminos. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 my coconut aminos is the 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 liquid. from the coconut yeah. secret. Yeah. yeah, the light blue. Yeah, but um, I just I, I'm still st- I, I mean I'm still here with my jaw dropping <laughs> over having caramelized onions in my fridge. No, no, but it's I really mean, not that, that big of a. It it's would be so it's, easy. No, it's genius. But, yep. but because I'll Flavor. tell you why. I'll, I'll tell you why. Because even it's not too late. Like if you have like a five year old that only eats like macaroni and cheese and like pizza or pasta like you know what have some macaroni and cheese throw some tuna fish and spinach in there throw some onions you know just start with a little bit you know and that's what I do like because this is it's hard it's kosher here Mm -hmm. so you can't really do a lot of the meat so you know if you do like a whole wheat pasta with like spinach and like mushrooms and Mm -hmm. like onions it like gives it flavor and they like it you know I mean Kids, I, I mean, this they is like, my thing. They, is they like, like flavor. flavor. My they experience do. from they cooking do. for my son they is like that flavor. I mean, his favorite vegetable. I mean, and he eats a lot of vegetables. I'm impressed so with the vet, but I also make them where make I taste them, them and, and they're delicious. And they're good. I'm like, I know people. I are like, my kid won't eat that. I'm like, they'll eat mine. I do roasted it's, broccoli for him, like seasoned with garlic powder and onion powder and salt and pepper, and I drizzle olive oil on everything because olive oil is really good for them. Yeah. Um. He eats sautéed zucchini. He eats um, 
sauteed mushrooms in a balsamic glaze with fresh basil and like well, he's not afraid of the so little green like peas. it's this is menu writing right you can jazz up a menu writing and i could tell you the five ingredients Go to use that make everything amazing <laughs> well olive oil garlic basil Salt onions pepper. well salt and pepper i don't generally include as a as an yeah. ingredient those are just seasoning but um, the liquid aminos, balsamic vinegar is your best friend. But if you can, buy a good one. Most the, the, balsamic the, vinegars. The one. Well, that's just a reduction that brings out the sugars. They usually mm-hmm. reduce it and make it more What's like a, a syrupy glaze. I mean, well, no, so I'm not going to give a, I'm not gonna give a brand, but the trick to look like for is pick farmers up farmers the bottle and look at the back. Most balsamic vinegars that you buy in a grocery store are going to be a percentage of balsamic grape and a percentage of red wine vinegar. Get a hundred spend a, if you can. That's why they're spend different. a little bit of the money and get one that is a hundred percent balsamic. It will also help with um, inflammation, if I'm not mistaken, because there are some autoimmune mm-hmm. disorders That's where you true. have sensitive stomachs that can't tolerate the red wine vinegar. And uh, I mean, I'm just. I mean, this. We need a whole. You could do a whole. You I could, could have do your a own yeah. podcast just on. I've all cooked of this. for a lot of families when I had my business who had very strict dietary but that, restrictions. Now I want to go, and I, we need to go back to that. I mean, I'm sure. I wish we could do Q and A, and I just have people like send in questions. Yeah. Too. But but what? Um, tell me about the balsamic. What are you putting it on for kids? Oh, I mean, the mush for Dylan. It's mush, the mostly the mushrooms. Okay. I make him. You know, you, I saute mm-hmm. them in a pan with some olive oil. And let them kind of cook down a little bit. And then the trick with most vegetables for kids, I find, is overcook them a little bit so they're nice and soft. Well, I have to do that for sure. You know, the al dente for an adult, which is really, you know... Snazzy. And also make, don't, I don't it do it. Mush the, them up, like it, not mush them, but make them nice and the soft. Too, if you don't it overcook does. It. But I mean, it's it's okay. It's what but I'm like. trying to get him to eat them, and yeah. I put a pile of broccoli and mushrooms on his plate, and a burger with ketchup, and I'm gonna tell you, the mushrooms get eaten first. I know. Oh, I love it. So, and agave is one of my favorite ingredients on the planet. And what do you do with agave? I drizzle it on the mushrooms. <laughs> I mix it in some of the meat. If I'm making sweet meatballs, I mix it in the meat. And you don't have to use a lot. I, a little I do, goes a I long actually way. Do, I actually do like just honey, like on, on fish. Yeah, honey. Like, like, like a lemon, honey, or yeah. like, like ginger. Like there's, there's, a, there's a marinade from Bragg's, and it's so easy. It's just a marinade. You buy it at, at Whole Foods or Greenwise or wherever, and you pour it on the fish, after it's cooked in the oven, you know, and fish cooks so easily. That's why I make it so much, too, because it's, it's good, but it's fast, it's easy, it's soft, and it's versatile. Yeah. And when after it's cooked, you drizzle a little honey, and it's like, they love it. They, that's There's no mistake that kids like sweet. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not trying to bit. amp no, it no, up in my cooking, my, but my, I'm trying to play like on savory. something that I know he likes. And a good sugar, a good sweet, rather than the ketchup sweet. No, right. You know, it's not high fructose, it's not not high fructose corn, corn syrup. syrup. It's not white sugar. No. I'm using agave. Per, I personally just like agave nectar because I like its flavor better than honey. And you know, raw, There's nothing wrong with raw honey, too, but... After I think after they're a year, right? Or yeah, whatever it is. One. So, but agave for me is just it's thinner. It's, it's thinner. It's a little thinner, and you don't need a lot of it because it is super sweet. It's it's low on the glycemic index, so it doesn't cause the same sugar spike. That's true. But it just it helps. I mean, we're trying to get our kids to eat, right? So I'm not going to force him to eat something. That doesn't taste delicious, and when you use a little bit, it helps make it taste a little yeah, better. Absolutely. There's so okay, so I want to go back to what's the weirdest flavors. But before we do that, or the weirdest thing <laughs> that your your child just sort of was like, 
I like this, and you're like, whoa, I didn't think to put that out. But the other comment that I just want to make, because I'm really the listener here today, is you hear Lauren come with knowledge, experience, professionalism, Mm -hmm. adapted to her mom life. And, I mean, I'm sure that everybody out there is bowing before you. They shouldn't. I will go off on that other. But I love that. And we can can talk about how, because I know that you're honest and real at the same time. But the other thing about both of your fearlessness is here's Nancy that is right on the same page with you and she is she is loving it and getting as much joy and I just, connection I, it's important to me though yeah. it's important to me for my kids and that's the difference eaters. you can't expect your children to love food eating and meal times to be happy when right. it feels like the like cleaning the toilet right. it feels like this horrible <laughs> chore it feels but, like but, but oh I, no I, like I have to cook again right but in, of, of course you feel like that every day no I'm just kidding <laughs> right. of course Feel. No, but the but meal, you have pride but, at the, the end of it. But the but the meal prep helps. You no, know I, I mean? think the trick is meal prep because I think look, so too. I only have one child. I haven't gone back to work yet, and there are definitely still nights that it could be five o'clock and I'm putting Dylan's dinner together, like, oh, or it's after he goes to bed and I still need to whip something up for my husband and I, and I'm just like. I don't want to. Right? I know. Right. I want to sit. I, I like haven't sat all, all day. Oh, you know, I, like I feel like that every so day. So <laughs> I mean, there is no doubt that that happens. But there is. No, so it's when I you will, and your husband get the meatballs. Yeah, we either pull out the meatballs, and I'm like, don't eat all of them. I need some for Dylan for tomorrow. <laughs> no, it's like, what am I allowed to eat? Yes, am I not allowed to eat? I'm like, you can too. eat anything. I'm like, just leave like a little bit. No, because you'll eat, like, the, the onions. The like, entire thing! I know! Like, I need those to, like, spruce up, like, whatever I need to spruce up tomorrow. Oh, my God. That's you know, so you funny. We I, have the same thing in our so house. Funny. But you know what the other go-to thing for me is? And I know mm-hmm. this sounds like... And I, I don't know if it's because my I've, like my mom has the French background. Like, quiches. No, it's fabulous. My I can't kids, get Dylan to eat like, eggs. Like, if, if there's, like, a hamburger in front of him and there's, like, a spinach quiche, he'll eat... The real essay. I should try that again. Do you put a lot of cheeses in it? There's cheese, there's eggs, there's mushrooms. I mean, there's not a lot of cheese. There's definitely cheese in there. But then I experiment with the different cheeses because I want them to have the different, you know. I can't. can't Do you do individual quiches? You know what? No, I do like a whole Because those ones great. I know. And then you told me about the muffin things and I got to talk about muffin things because, you know, those muffin things change the world. Yeah. I think they're also, again, like the meatballs, easy to and yep. things that you know you right, can make the vegetable muffins and you can yeah, use them for like mini said, meatloafs like, too. That's I remember you told yeah. me that too. And also like you could just take like quinoa and like put like a little egg in it mm-hmm. and like put like a little cheese and make like a little pick pickup thing. Yep, you do that all the yep. time. All the time. Well, Not I, all I, the I, time. Any go ahead, tell everybody about your pickup quinoa thing. Well, no, that's so. It's just I mean you can take you can do with anything. Anything. It could be rice. It could be quinoa. It could be potato. You rice could be chopped that, tomatoes. Rice I feel like it's be... not as good, though, because when it's cold, rice is like, it just gets hard. Well, that's true. But like risotto quinoa, sometimes will do that. Quinoa, farro is good. Yeah, you just, and you just, barley. you just, you know, and you need a little bit of cheese, and then you pour the egg in, and you bake it for, I gotta, I gotta it get takes the mini 10 minutes thing. or whatever, and then they almost become like little egg crackers kind of things. That is awesome. But... And, you know, and it's nutrient-dense. It's, it's nutrient-dense. It ends up usually being more of an on-the-go snack for me than for Dylan. Which is another great thing. Because I if you're going to keep your stamina, yeah, having like these... goldfish, you know. Or having some bars protein, all day Having long. something that will really sustain you is a great mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. That's... Okay, other tips for foods for moms. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, to okay. keep yourself energized. Oh, for yourself? Oh, for your, oh, for my I haven't thought about myself in <laughs> quite a long time. Wait a minute, do I eat today? <laughs> I made, I think I've made like a really nice dinner for myself and my husband like three times since Dylan was born. <laughs> okay, never mind. Well, well, the thing with that, like because I cook all week and I know people like, we, we actually, like it's kind of a family tradition, like we, ever since... Shane, my second one is born. We kind of do like a happy hour. That's why I can never make the five o'clock ahavashabats. Oh yeah, you, you said you do that. I we love do. This. We always go for happy hour. So it's. I think it's also important. To, I think it's very important to eat at home the majority of the time because I like everybody eating together. But I also think that I know some people that just don't take their kids to restaurants, and I and I we get like it at a certain age. Out. But yeah. we've always taken our kids everywhere. We travel with them. We you know so. We take them out. We, we usually go out a lot on the weekends, but when we go to happy hour, it's like we never order off the kids' menu. We always order like, oh, like, you know, they, we could go to a Greek place and they can, they'll eat all the Greek food. We mm-hmm. go to like a Thai food restaurant and they like the Thai food. I mean, uh, we control the spice a little bit, but right. I want them to have a little bit of spicy food and just know the different like culture flavors. Yeah. We no, went, that's good. we went to sushi on sun, uh, on Sunday night, and oh, yeah, Dylan Shane loves ate, raw salmon. He, he's, <laughs> I haven't I haven't done a lot of raw with with Shane. Yeah, but, but like like the inside of the roll, he yeah. eat, and then you know Reed will eat like any of you know anything off the menu. Okay, so anything strange, anything like out of the box, a flavor that you think of as an adult palate flavor that they've been okay with I there's something recently with Reed. I think for me I'll still stick balsamic vinaigrette okay. Dylan will eat raw tomatoes and raw avocado cut up with balsamic vinaigrette drizzled on it not balsamic glaze but just Newman's own balsamic vinaigrette drizzled on it and he will devour it raw tomatoes I couldn't believe it I had always been making him roasted tomatoes, and he stole one before I had a chance to cook, and he just started eating it. I was like, wow, I guess I don't need to be roasting these for you. And the raw. We see kids coming for snack, and they're eating black olives and and all kinds. Well, yeah, uh, Reed has, my older one, Reed has a major saver tooth. Like, it'll be, like, the saltiest, like, fishiest, like, like, salmon salad or, like, white fish salad at, like, you know, like a... Like the deli or like something. Like the deli or yeah. something, and he, like, wants that. Or, like, olives, pickle. I mean, I think they all mm-hmm. like pickles. Yeah, Dylan like, likes pickles. Yeah, they all like pickles. Um, but I'm trying to think something, like... I mean, I, he likes raw salmon. Like, yeah. we give him sushi rolls, and he eats the raw salmon, and I make him a little dip at home with the coconut aminos, and I, I yeah. mix a little bit of fresh ginger and agave in, so it's a little I, sweet I with some that. flavor. And that's his dip, dip, dip for the sushi. Beautiful. You know, and it's yeah. just, I think, exposure. I love that you take them to, like, um, a lot of different ethnicity, like, ethnic we restaurants. Do. Because they I think it's important. <laughs> I think it's important to expose them. Yeah. And it can be hard and sometimes also just, getting them to just eat. Just, like, but. The, you know, like, you know, I try to, like, when he was, like, feed chain with chopsticks. Just, like, right. get them, you know, to try to make them part of the experience. And, I think, I, again, I think and food Indian, is emotional and social. Totally. And, and the Indian food, it's like eating with your hands. Like, it's okay, like, that Reed doesn't use the fork. You know, it's always like, Reed, you know, use your fork. You know, right. he does. Yeah. He's fine. But sometimes, you know, they just want to get messy, and it's a, to- it's a mess. But, but it's fine. It's fine. And, it, you know, it is what it is. It's like, it's going to get messy, and it's, you know, you can't. You know, part of eat part of them. You know, experiencing the other 
food and cultures is like knowing how to like eat it the right way. Totally. So speak, I know? love it. I love it. Okay, so we've done we've done a little bit on dinner, a little bit on snacks and lunches. How about breakfast tips? So, so back to the pre-prepared spinach. You can throw. I just did this morning. I threw spinach in in the scrambled 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 eggs. Excuse me, and the um like roasted peppers. You know they love that. And you make like little egg breakfast this morning. That's amazing. No, it's awesome. No, but they're made already, and it's just throw them in the scrambled eggs. Yeah, yeah. You know, but then of course Reed was like, my eggs are dirty. It's clever. You know, so, but but the thing is, if I put it like in a little like, you know, like an omelet thing, he would have eaten it. Mm-hmm. It's like the pre- now it's all about the presentation with him. He's like, I don't want the scrambled eggs with the spinach, you know. But but instead like, of you being annoyed by it, you accept the challenge and stuff. Well, I just know it. in advance. I'm like, I'll just put it in between and like make it like a little omelet instead of like a scramble. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. I yeah. So I struggle with breakfast. Dylan is, it's like the only area where he likes the stereotypical things. I mean, pancakes or they all waffles. Do. They all do. And, and, we, so, do, and we do that and once I, in a while. I mean, like, this is where I cheat. I'm definitely, like, I love to cook, and I am not afraid to cheat. Like, this is, Good. I mean, yeah. I will lay that out there for any mom that's like, I can't do all the stuff she's doing. Like, I cheat. I keep frozen meatballs that I didn't make. In my freezer also, so that when I haven't had a chance to prepare everything in advance, that I have something. The Trader Joe's kale bites, it's like in the oven 15 minutes. I make ravioli, and I throw some marinara sauce on it sometimes, because sometimes that's all I've got. I just hope that maybe I have a little bit of broccoli that I made in the fridge, too, to mix in. And then it's it's pasta with broccoli and whatever. But but with breakfast, I'm struggling, because Dylan now refuses to eat eggs. Mm -hmm. So scrambled eggs are like... They go through phases. Totally. But I mean, like, it was a shock to me that even when I drizzled agave on the eggs, he was like, no, thank you. And so, you know, but now we've, we, so we do, we do like the frozen or like the earth's best version of, you know, it's all the organic stuff of miniature pancakes, miniature waffles. I always try to dress them up a little. I put, I put peanut butter on the pancakes if your child's just, not do, allergic to peanut butter. I do hot cereal. If, if, I'm, if I need, like, a quick break for, for Shane, I do hot cereal. Yeah, I do instant hot oatmeal. Hot cereal and, like, a banana, a mm-hmm. fruit. And Dylan doesn't drink milk, so I like when he does oatmeal because I can make it with, um, we do a pea protein milk. I, I, do, I use so the, the ripple, ripple for it, and I do feel like it's creamier. It's creamy. It's it rich, is. and I mix a little bit of agave or ma- fresh maple syrup in it. Um, not the fake stuff. I like the real maple syrup. I, again, I think that's okay. Yeah. I'm not yeah. putting a gallon of it in. It's like a teaspoon. So, um, but like in the waffles, I'll put cream cheese on it. You know, try to get some fat so it's not just carbs and sugar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um to get him some protein outside of the peanut butter, I'd probably give him a yogurt, if, or unless it's a day we're doing oatmeal that has the the ripple in it, because that's high in protein. But breakfast, I struggle with. I mean, Dylan's just he's he'd be happy if I gave him a banana, raspberries, blueberries, and pineapple for breakfast, and that was it. But he might be hungry two hours later. Right. Of course he right. would be, and he'd probably have a gross diaper. So. <laughs> 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 Moms know what I'm talking about, and that's just, you know, so breakfast, it's funny. That's my, it's not that it's my least favorite. I love it because it's first thing in the morning, and he's so much fun when he wakes up in the morning, but it's my least exciting meal to make. There's nothing glamorous about breakfast. I just think it's just like you you have to do something fast, so I kind of end up doing like the same 
three things but vary a little bit like maybe I'll do like like an egg white thing or whatever but it's like you know it's like easy it's like the organic one that you pour you know what I mean mm-hmm. so okay so tell us yeah. about your shortcuts um well I mean oh, I have a lot, a lot of t- more shortcuts too when you're well, I mean yeah. is with, with breakfast or just in general in general <clears throat> shortcuts um I think just like the like Lauren was saying the meal prep is a big deal because I don't like when I get home sometimes you know when Reed's in school for 10 hours which is soon going to change but um you know he's hungry he's tired you know and Shane's ready to eat Mm -hmm. and I've had a 10-hour day on my own so um I kind of just like need to have everything ready so it's kind of like if I have things ready it just makes my life easier when do you do all your prep I usually do it Sunday night and I do it then I do it midweek again Mm because it runs out because I'm kind of cooking for five people and when my husband's not traveling he's home so it's like there he's it's lunches for him Mm -hmm. and then I bring my own I mean I've always cooked made brought my own lunch to work so and then the days that I work, I have the sitter there, and I what am I supposed? I tell her to eat whatever you want. So I mean, it just that's one more person eating right, the food. Right, right. So, um, but I mean, I think, um, and I try like not to have it in my house. But after the hurricane, actually, I had a lot of like like the mac and cheese and like mm-hmm. like stuff that I wouldn't normally buy. But I remember I'm like I just got to use it up. And I remember just trying to. I said, this is what people eat most of the time, and I try to make it creative, like just put make a vegetable, vegetable in it, thing. like put like yeah. put like turkey in it, or you know, and because it's not that's what people eat, and totally. it's and it's fine, but there's ways of making it healthier, or making it like more variety, right? But I also think if your kids are really really picky, if you oh if you just like intro just ha- at least like put it on the table and introduce it to them all the time and just have it there even if they don't eat it, then at least they'll, they'll always be exposed to it. I agree. You know? If, and, you, if you try to overmanage what the exposure is, then you're going to make it narrower. But if, right. you, if you're right. offering healthy choices and you're eating healthy choices and let them choose from that, they will eventually... Uh, I mean, they're going. They're, there's going to be things they don't like. I mean, and yeah. I will always say at our snack table, don't eat anything. If you don't like it, don't eat it. Right. You know, right. we're not here to force people... You know, that's, a, that's not going to help them love food or love meal right. times. Right, right. But absolutely, they will uh, become, they will have that exposure to a greater variety. But, like, there, also there was this one um, I'm, I made. It's something that my mom made. I'm not even sure if it's French or not. It's just, like, broiled celery and cauliflower with, like, lemon and oil. It's, hmm. it's actually really good. Never heard of it. It's just, I don't know what it is. I think my mom just, like, made it when we were little. And she made it, and Reed loves it. So that's a weird thing. Because he likes... Broiled celery. It's just broiled celery, but it's, the like... stock. It's just, it's like cut up, like uh-huh, celery okay. and also like with cauliflower. There's another one that you can make with cauliflower. It was like before like the bechamel sauce goes in. <laughs> but it's like, because that's like all. But um, it's just like lemon with like oil and like a little bit of like pepper. And Reed, he loves lemon. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's oh, weird. Oh, yeah. Like he lemon loves too. lemon. It's so like a I, love-hate. He makes the face and then goes right back no, in. No, I know. It's like, he's like, wait a minute, I want that. <laughs> I know he loves lemon, so I think he likes the lemon. And I gave him like a raw. Now they're older. Now they can eat the raw vegetable. Right. So, um, like the sugar snap peas, yeah. those are great snacks. They're sweet. He loves those. The other thing is, if they're hungry, they're going to eat. So it's like a lot of times, like people just over snack. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm on the soccer field with the soccer. It's forty five minutes. Like 
the, the parents are on the soccer field with, like, a snack before, a snack after. It's like, of course they're not going to be hungry at lunch. Right. Right. You know? It's like, if they're hungry enough, like, they're going to they're gonna eat. You know, you it's know? funny. I would never presume to know about, you know, what how hard it must be if you have a super, super picky child. I mean, I do have friends who have kids that are a little bit it's, older. It's you very know, they're, common. They're four it's and six years common. old, and they're, you know, I won't eat that, or I don't want that, and I don't eat that. And they will sit at the table and literally not eat anything. Mm-hmm. And I and can't... rather stop. I can't eat... Yeah, and I, and I can only imagine how hard that must be for the parents. So I would never presume to assume that they did something wrong. No, of course or, not. Oh, no, no, I, and I know not. that's not what you're saying, but I... All I can say from my own experience is that, and it's not like Dylan's this amazing eating child. I mean, I think he's, yes, I think he's amazing. But um, I the, what I've noticed with him, though, is that when he is curious and likes to, shows me that he wants to try something is when, is when I'm holding him in the kitchen and I'm actually doing the cooking. Once I put him in the high chair and I put something in front of him That's that he's never had, he will look at it and like kind of poo-poo on it mm-hmm. or push it away or refuse to try it. Getting, but if I hold him, he looks. likes, oh, God, <laughs> I mean, I have to give him, like, a super long spoon to do the mixing. and Yeah, they have you to, know, like, like, play with it. it. The more involved they are, the more they're if present I'm, for the sensory experience and the whole yeah, process. I, I allow, I mean, I have, my left arm is unbelievably strong from holding oh, him yeah. with one well, arm. There, there is and that I can, tower that you can I know. Buy. We love the tower. My kitchen's too small right now. So when I have a bigger kitchen, I want that tower. Because th- I've seen it and it's what amazing. Tower? What do you guys call it? Like a platform with a, a platform thing that, that they a can wall, stand with, around. With bars. Or, it's it's a tower. If it, that I, sounds unsafe. Cu- no, 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 it's, it's incredible. It, it's so they can step. stand right no. at the counter and they're not going to fall. They can, they can do meal prep. They can, they can help with the mixing. They can, they can like basically stand up next to the counter. Is that for like Shane and for Shane and Dylan? Three year olds, absolutely. Two and three year olds, absolutely. So yeah, because I think Reed to the point that he like always wants to be involved now. Shane, they could be Shane tearing lettuce. They can be, yeah. you know, if they were in a Montessori program at three, they'd be cutting and chopping and yeah. doing all kinds of Yeah, the of thing great is, things. I do the meal prep after the heat they go to bed because I can't. I know, like, I do it while I, I try it during the nap, but you I'm like, could if just they wake give up. them something to keep them busy. Oh, of course, like on a weekend or something. And, or yeah. when you're doing something else, you know. Dylan loves to help, so I make it like something oh, yes. where he can stand and Reed help, except I have to hold him. So now I'm doing, I've become like the one handed wonder of a cook, but. That's, um, that's great. That's well, the, that's that. That was my only thought to say. Like, if if you are trying to figure out ways to introduce new things to your child, I can say even like from experience too that I do have an amazing eater. But if I introduce it for the first time in the high chair, it might not go over as well as if I if he sees me cooking it and I'm tasting it and he sees me taste it. He's going like with an open mouth, like towards my fingers. Like I wanting know. to try it, so then I give it to him to try. And it's like that it's, anticipation. It's all part of the experience. He ate roasted sweet peppers the other night because I was cooking them and I tasted one and he wanted to try I mean, it. That's one of the things I've, I've cooked all the time. So and, and it just adds an easy you, way to add flavor and, and color. It's you really guys easy. are showing that if you see it through their eyes, if you care about the experience and their engagement, yeah, it will change everything. And, and I don't want this to be judgy because I, I don't I don't think any anyone's doing anything wrong. All I'm saying is I feel like just. 
in general. But hunger matters. That I will hunger, say. Hunger, hunger, hunger does, does matter. Yes, I feel like does. there's a lot of over snacking. Because if you're if you're not, I mean, you, even if you're at the most wonderful restaurant and you're not hungry, that food doesn't. It does. It's not the same experience. I'll say it. I've withheld dinner for a half an hour on purpose because I want him to be really hungry oh, when I we sit that. down. I, I've done that too. So great. another judge, great strategy. You could judge that too. Like no, your kid, I've done your that kid's hungry, I've, but I'm like, I need him to eat. I want him to eat. I that's, will feel better if he eats. Yeah. Well, that's so. I will put up with him for being a half hour late. But I think but you guys yeah, are amazing, and you have so much that you can share. We could even we do could a, talk for we two could do, hours. We could do I'm a sure. part two. We could do a part two. I would be I would, more than happy. I would, to. We'll rewind at the table next time, and really? we're definitely Perfect. doing it. So, so, but our wrap up is always the same, okay. and it's how have you got this for right here, right now? How have you got this? Feeding your family is fun. Lauren. How have I got this? Mm-hmm. For right here, right now. I feel like I've got at least my go-to meals that are fun for me to make because they're not that complicated. They're fun for us to eat because they're flavorful. Um, my variety is pretty good. I've got definitely still some yearning of more to do because I don't cook nearly as much as I used to. Cooking as a mom is not the same as cooking either just for your husband or for yourself or for a dinner party of of adult friends. Um, I've got a lot more I'd like to keep learning. And when I learn it, I like to make new friends like Nancy to share it with. You better do separation. Yeah, (laughs) we are. We are. I swear. It's tomorrow the registration. Um, Yes, I know. Um, that's how important it is to have friends to share these things it with. It matters. I but with, a friend like, with friends like each other, yeah, you can do anything. It's, so that's, that's true. That's where I'm at. I think I'm in a good spot, and I also believe that there's a lot more room even for me to go. I love it. Nancy, how have you got this? I feel that, um, well, I just want to, I wish I could be a little more creative sometimes. I feel like I'm trying to you know, just instill like variety and healthy habits and just for them to be well-rounded people and be able to travel and experience like different cultures and different people with, you know, with different foods. But just, I think no matter what, it's not too late to try to incorporate variety, even in like everyday foods, you know, or packaged foods and just try to like slowly incorporate different things. Brilliant. You guys are rock stars for food. I love it. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Oh, 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 wait. We're growing too. So if you had a great time today... Please spread the word to a friend. You can also join our conversation on Facebook. That's with Karen Deerwester. And there's great parenting resources for you at www.familytimeinc.com. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this lovely space. Thank you, David Dweck, for that sweet voiceover. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song listen. We are listening. Thanks, everyone. See you next week.